The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. Well, welcome back to Amen, Brother Ben. This is the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. Let's wrap up Summer in the Psalms. Have you missed me? I've missed you, disembodied audience that I metaphorically and vid- and, and non-visually speak to every day, every ish day. <laughs> oh man, thank you for tuning back in today. If you haven't been in the loop and didn't listen to the last podcast, the last episode, um, took some time, about a week or so, give or take, uh, off a little Sabbath week uh, for myself. Um, and I, I was, I really wanted to come back and do podcasts, but God's like, Nope, don't you do it. I need you to disengage for a little bit, which, uh, is a topic for a whole nother set of podcasts that I'm sure we could get into. Although there's other ones out there that do it pretty well. So maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't, but I wanted to do one podcast this week because I wanted to, um, I didn't want to do it for the sake of doing it. And I know we wanted to kind of put a bow on summer in the Psalms. If you were at our church, if you go to Freedom Family Church, we've already moved on from that series. Well, we had uh, Deacon Richard preaching last week, so I could have a Sunday off. And uh, but I did want to come back to the podcast and kind of wrap up with one final, one final episode here um, on the last, you know, handful of Psalms because I I really think that it helps us put. Um, I don't say a bow on it, you know, like I said before, just put a, put a little bow on what we've been doing here. And I told this to my church people and I'll tell you the same thing, man, Psalms, this is not the end all be all. I, I did not even, I don't think scratch the surface of what God can do in your life through the book of Psalms. And this is one of those parts of the Bible that we should revisit often um, which is why a lot of the Bible reading plans you see in the back of Bibles you buy or you see online have a, a psalm or two to read and a proverb and stuff like that because these are the type of books, these poetry books, these wisdom books that uh, really take on new meaning dependent on what part of, of your life you're in. Um, it's not quite always as cut and dried and, and clear as the Gospels um, or the epistles or whatever as, as to the function of it. It has a lot of different applications. And so I wanted to take a few minutes uh, today and just wrap up Psalms because um, I preached the week before last on, and, and I really have been, since then, I've been stewing on this idea um, or stewing sounds like I'm mad, but you know I've been marinating on it. I've been simmering on this idea of, uh, living a, a hallelujah lifestyle, um, living out your hallelujah, by the is, is another way of putting that. Now, it sounds a little corny. I know, like, I know maybe some of you are a little sensitive to that, to all those weird pastors that, that, uh, come up with catchy tweetable things, but their sermons are garbage. You know, I know a few of those, um, but I never want to be like that. Um, but there is something to be said for, um, hallelujah, which is what 
the the last few psalms, last handful of psalms are called the Hallelujah Psalms. And depending on the translation of your Bible, as I explained a couple weeks ago, it's it's um, Hallelujah is put is put in there, or as it translates, praise the Lord, right? Um, Yah being like short for Yahweh, Hallelujah. Um, so it's Hebrew for praise the Lord. And so depending on your translation, there's a lot of that in the last uh, little bit of Psalms. And, and, and so you may think, oh, this is kind of repetitive. Why are we, why do I need to read praise the Lord so many times? Um, but it is because I, I believe God wants us to not just sing a hallelujah on Sunday, but to live a hallelujah constantly. I, I think it should be a lifestyle of praise, that everything that we do be praise, be worship, which a lot of times gets gets uh, swapped out. And I know there's subtle differences, but they do kind of partner with each other, praise and, and worship, that it's not just about the words that you sing, but it's about the life that you live. And I think that's what Psalms is getting down to. While you do want to express it, in fact, Psalms says many times, express your praise and worship through song through instruments and stuff like that. I think that's a good thing. And I think God does too, but it's, it's that don't restrict it to just that. Um, and so how would you live hallelujah instead of just sing it? Well, as I, as I thought about what the last handful of, of Psalms did or, or said to me, uh, I, there was three main ways. I just want to share with you as we wrap up the Psalms, hopefully you've, you've finished the Psalms by now, and this is just kind of a revisiting of it. And we'll start some new episodes and new topics next week. Uh, but how do we do that? What, what, what can you work on? If you want to, if God expects or wants or desires you to, to praise him and everything that you do, how do you do that? Well, Again, I go to the answers that are already in the Psalms, first and foremost. Um, for instance, Psalm 146 tells us, don't put your hope in powerful people. It says, the letter on says, joyful are those who have God as their helper, whose hope is in the Lord. You see, if you want to live, hallelujah, um, then you need to rely on God. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, we do not rely on God like we say we do or like we should. Right, like we, because we think, well, relying on God just means we're giving up. Right, we live in a in a society where you better rely on yourself, or a lot of us are relying on either ourselves, our family, or the government. And while those are all instruments that God may use to bless you, um, we should always rely on God first and foremost. And that's a praise because it shows God that he's worthy. You have enough trust in him that you're going to do. And that means you do what he says to do. That means you, um, you follow his words and his commands and his, um, his edicts. That's a good edict. Edict. You follow, well, you do, you do what he tells you to do. Uh, even when you have an opportunity to do something different, even when you have an opportunity to focus on other things. Sometimes we don't even ask God. We don't even give God an opinion because we don't ask him what what he wants us to do. So when you rely on God, you're saying, okay, I'm in this situation and common sense logically says I normally would do this, but I want to ask you if you want to do something different. Like I get it. God gives us common sense, but a lot of times we just use that as an excuse to use human means and human ends and our own thoughts and, and rationalizations instead of listening to what God wants us to do. That's how you rely on God. 
but we also need to exercise gratitude to God. Again, this flies in the face of the world because the world says you're responsible for everything. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. Um, but we have to exercise gratitude to God. I mean, Psalm 147 says how good it is to sing praises to our God, how delightful and how fitting. It's fitting. It works. It's, he deserves that type of praise. So you want to live your hallelujah, then you need to live a, gr a gracious uh, lifestyle, giving thanks to God for everything, seeing everything the good that you have as a gift from God. Because uh, I believe it's the book of James says every good thing comes from God. And so we have to acknowledge him in that. And then that gives him praise and that helps us to praise him more. Um, but but then in one Psalm 148, um, again, there's only 150 Psalms in it, but it does this kind of thing where it says, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then in 148, it tells us all these ways and places and reasons that we have to praise God and how, how it, you know, it makes me think of Jesus when he says, if, if these people don't praise me, the rocks will cry out because all of creation praises God. And so if we can see everything that we have, every gift, every blessing, every talent, every whatever, as an instrument of praise. Like, yes, a guitar is an instrument of praise. A piano is an instrument of praise. But everything, this microphone I'm talking into is an instrument of praise. That that computer, that phone, even though it can be the death of you, um, and we can talk about that. Boy, let me get on, started on that. God's been messing with me about how, how much time I put with my phone in my face. Um, but but it, you see it as an instrument of praise, right? That everything you have is an instrument that you can bring praises to God. And, and so doing that and seeing every situation as an opportunity or an avenue to praise God, right? Whether it's a good one or a painful one, uh, whether it's a blessing or a burden, that all these things lead you to praise the Lord, praise the Lord. And then so every Everything that you do, every day at work, every day at school, every relationship that you have, every meal that you eat is a hallelujah, right? It's it's you just living a lifestyle of praise. And that's what, out of all the things that, that the Psalms talk about, all the prayers, all the praises that it gives us, it, it pushes us to, to let praise not be a thing that we do, but an aspect of who we are. And I hope that you'll continue to work. I know we're not there yet. I'm not there yet. But I hope that you will let God continue to transform your heart, transform your life into a, a living praise of him. That's what the Psalms are all about. All right, that's all for this week. I'm going to look forward to Monday where we have some brand new episodes. We may tease some of that out. Uh, but enjoy your week. Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com. Shoot me an email. We love you.